Igniters, welcome back to another week of the pod. You know me, it's your boy, it's the one you love, your host, Brian Kearney. And listen, man, today I have a very, very special guest. I got another guest for y'all this week, man. Listen, I'm treating y'all. Man, listen, I got, not only is this dude my best friend, not only is this dude my brother, but this dude is one of the most hottest relatives in the state of Texas. This man is one of the innovative graphic designers I've ever seen. This man masters so many different things and wears so many different hats. It's crazy. And I'm talking about the one and only Larry Marshawn Daniels. Listen, that ain't his middle name, but I just give him whatever middle name that I feel like. When I tell y'all, my boy is finna come with something that's finna have y'all blown away. Just watch and see. Let's get it, man. Igniters, <laughs> what's going on fam? Listen, my name is Larry Daniels. I am the CEO and founder of a graphic company called Media Done Simple. I'm a licensed real estate agent in the state of Texas and I am the proud founder of Future Homeowner University, the place where we teach people how to become owners. And I get this privilege today of being able to have a conversation with you. Listen, the Brian Kearney has given me the keys to the whip, man. And I'm here and my goal is to be able to take care of you guys, to be able to pour some wisdom, give some encouragement, and hopefully get some strategy for you as you go along your journey as a world changer. Uh, Of course, of course, I have to give honor uh, to Brian for this platform, for what he is doing. Um, for those that don't know, that is my right hand man. That is my brother. That is literally my best friend. And uh, I, you have been a blessing to my life uh, for the past couple years, Brian. I don't know where I would be without you, man. I love you immensely. And I also just want to take a minute to honor this platform. Because what you guys don't know is that before this podcast came into conception, uh, before it came into manifestation, before it came into fruition, it actually started as a conversation. Um, I will never forget uh, myself and Brian and Janae, who you heard from last week. We were in a group brainstorming session and we were just talking about what 2021 looks like for us individually. Um, we were just talking about what what do we feel God has placed on our hearts? And Brian was sharing with us that uh, some of the things that he believed that God was leading him in in regards to the ministry, in regards to being uh, able to help the people of God in this podcast was one of those ideas. So to see it go from an idea and to see him steward over it so faithfully um, and just to see God's faithfulness and bringing it into manifestation and it being a blessing to so many people like yourself who was listening. It really, really, really is an honor to see. It's an honor to see. Um, I'm excited (laughs) to get into this. Uh, So just to give you a heads up, I am a teacher at my core, so my goal was to give some practical steps, um, some practical keys 
for you to be able to use um, in your everyday life so that you can see the word come to pass in your life. So you can see the fruit of the word uh, come forth in your life. All right. And my goal is not to be longer than 20 minutes. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal. But just be patient with me. Give your boy some grace. Give your boy some grace. All right. All right. Well, we're going to be coming from Philippians 4 and 13, and I'm ready to just get into it. So if you could just turn your Bibles or whatever you're reading the word on, if you could just turn to it. Um, and if you don't have it, that's cool. I'm going to be reading it anyways. Uh, I want to talk about being apostolically frustrated. Apostolically frustrated. And I want to talk about as a byproduct to being apostolically frustrated, what happens when I no longer want to do what God has called me to do? What, what happens when I no longer want to do what God has called me to do? Let's get into this. Philippians 4.13, uh, it reads as this. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And before I go any further, I do want to pray really quick. Father, we just thank you for your word. And we just pray that uh, your spirit would uh, just continue to be in our midst and help us to understand that it would bring clarity. That it would bring wisdom. My prayer is that this word would bring encouragement to the person that's listening. My prayer is that this that this word would bring strength to the person that is listening in their journey towards purpose and their journey towards destiny. Let this be something that they're able to put in their arsenal to be able to defeat any obstacle so that they may be able to walk in the victory that Jesus Christ has given us in Jesus name. Amen. Let's get into this. So apostolically frustrated. I, I've learned over the years uh, in dealing with apostolic people and gifted people, but I, I want to talk about apostolic people. And when I say apostolic people, I just want to set the precedence that I'm not limiting this to just what we see in church in the sense of an apostle that just goes forward to build churches. I'm talking about apostolic people in the sense that you are one that is called to build, develop, culti uh, cultivate, uh, bring reform. And that could be in different areas. You could be apostolic in the music industry. You could be apostolic in film and art. You could be apostolic in business. Um, I happen to be apostolic in business. You can be apostolic in business. You can be apostolic in the criminal justice system. So we're not limiting this just to church when I say apostolic people. So I do want to lay that as a pretense before we go forward. But I've learned in dealing with apostolic people that they tend to lack the discipline that they need uh, in order to put parameters around their gifts. I'm going to say that one more time. I've learned that apostolic people tend to lack discipline in placing parameters around their gifts. And this is what I mean. I mean that apostolic people building, cultivating, developing, it comes natural to them. And so anytime an opportunity shows up, for them to be able to express their gift, they tend to do so. The dilemma in that is that every opportunity is not an opportunity that you are assigned to. 
And so we have a lot of apostolic people that are building things that their hands should have never touched. And it's not so much that what they are involved in is bad or good. It's just that they are not assigned to it. This is the kicker to that is that if you are not called to it, then God is not required to give provision for it. And so that means that you are left to your own resources in trying to figure out how to build what you were never assigned to build. And because you're left to your own resources, burnout and frustration is inevitable. It's going to happen because you're left to your own strength. What then happens after becoming burned out, after becoming frustrated, is that when you finally get to the thing that God wants you to do, you are so exhausted and you are so drained that you have no strength nor any desire to now do what God has called you to do. You're now in a place of being apostolically frustrated. So my question then becomes, what do I do to avoid becoming apostolically frustrated? What can I do to avoid getting to a place where I don't want to do what God is telling me to do? How do I avoid that? So I want to hit on three, uh, three keys of wisdom that we're going to unpack. And I'm hoping that these three, um, that you're able to use them in your journey. And I'm hoping, this is my hope. My hope is that you are in a state where you're not apostolically frustrated so you can use these to avoid going down that path. But these keys will also help if you find yourself in the position of already being frustrated. These keys will help to reverse it. All right. Okay. so the first key of wisdom is to avoid becoming apostolically frustrated. Prayer has to be essential in your life. Prayer has to be essential in your life. And <laughs> I understand that that is, uh, it may seem elementary, elementary to you, but it's the truth. Prayer has to be essential. I want to read Philippians 4 and 13, but I want to read it in the Amplified version um, because it's really going to help us to understand why prayer is so important in avoiding becoming frustrated. The Amplified version says this. It says, I can do all things. This is my favorite part, which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me, who strengthens and empowers me. We as the body of Christ have taken Philippians 4.13 and we didn't got neck tattoos and back tattoos and arm tattoos and sleeves. And this has been the slogan of our life because what we have taken this scripture to mean is that it's given us permission to put on the cape of Superman. We've taken the scripture and said, okay, God, this means that I'm able to do anything that's good. Anything that I put my hands to, I should be able to do. And that's not the case. <laughs> I want to break the scripture down. We still talking about prayer and how it's essential to avoid becoming frustrated. What I want to talk about is that word strengthens, strengthens, right? Strengthens. If you literally look it up, uh, the basic definition of this 
means that you have the ability within yourself to complete a task. So if I say that I don't have the strength to move a table, it means that I do not have the ability within myself to complete the task of moving this table to a different location. I just don't have the ability within me. That's what strength means. So in the scripture, what God is saying is he saying anything that I tell you to do, I will ensure that I equip you and enable you to be able to complete the task. Anything that I call you to do, I will give you the strength, the peace, the provision, the grace, the favor, the doors being open. I'll give you the ability to get it done. But anything outside of what I called you to do, you left on your own. <laughs> you left to your own resources. You left to your own resources. So that means that it would be wise on our part to find out what the things that he called us to do are. And the way that we find out, because he possesses that information, the way that we will find it out is by way of conversation with the one who possesses the information. And we open the lines of communication with God through prayer. We open the lines of communication with God through prayer. It's in prayer that God will reveal the things that he has called us to do specifically. See, the Bible says that you can write this scripture down to go back and stand on in your own time. But in Jeremiah 33 and 3 in the Message Bible, it says that when you call on the Lord, when you pray, I will show you great and marvelous things that you would not be able to figure out on your own. So God lets us know that in prayer, he's going to reveal to us things that we don't know. And in our own natural mind, we don't know exactly what those things are that God has called us to do. Therefore, prayer has to be essential. And this is why the enemy makes prayer seem so intimidating. This is why he makes prayer seem like a task that is only for the people that have microphones in the pulpit and that is not something that can be incorporated into your everyday life because the enemy really understands that if he can get your prayer life off, if he can get your prayer life shut down, that he can put you in a position where purpose is not revealed to you. And if purpose is not revealed to you, then you'll be doing things outside of the will of God. You'll be building things outside of the will of God. So that means that you have wasted your life doing things that didn't line up to your destiny and you miss out on it. So he says, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really necessarily have to kill you. What I'll do is I'll shift your perspective of prayer to make it look like something that you can't accomplish. But what I want to encourage you in, in this is that you are a son, that you are a daughter. You are a son and you are, you are a daughter, which means that you have not only access, not only do you have access to have communication with God, but just like a good father, just as a child desires communication 
with their uh, with their parents, God desires communication with you. There's no need to be intimidated. And what I love is that God gives us a great principle in the word that we can even apply to prayer. Because if you feel like, well, my prayer life doesn't match up with somebody else's, well, then I'll give you this principle. Be faithful over what you do know in regards to prayer. Be faithful over what you do know how to do in regards to prayer. And when God sees that you are faithful over what you do know how to do, then what he'll do is he'll increase the borders in prayer. But prayer has to be essential because we're communicating with God who will reveal to us the things that we're called to do so that we're laying our hands to build, to develop, to cultivate the things that are inside of his will so that as we do those things, we are a recipients of the favor, the grace, the provision, the healing, the peace that we need in order to do it. Awesome. All right, let's go on to this second principle. The second principle in regards to how to avoid uh, becoming apostolically frustrated. And it's this. It is reevaluating your why. <laughs> I know these seem like really simplistic principles, but I promise you they're going to help. Reevaluate why are you building what you are building? Because what I've learned about apostolic people is that they tend to build from issues of the soul. They tend to build from issues of the soul. And even before we go into that, it's so important to make sure that you evaluate your why, because when we look at apostolic figures from Genesis all the way to Revelation, we see a common denominator of why they did what they did. If we look at Abraham and we begin to dig into his why he left uh, his father and his mother and went into a land that he did not know to develop a legacy of people who would serve the Lord. He did it because God told him to do it. If we look at Noah and we say, OK, why did Noah build a boat to prepare for something that nobody had ever seen yet? It's because God told him to do it. If we look at Moses and say, well, why did he go and face off against a highly trained uh, governmental organization to deliver the Israelites from Egypt? It's because God told him to do it. We could literally follow that pattern from Genesis to Revelation. What am I saying? Again, I'm saying it's important to assess your why. Because, my God from Zion, because you also have to remember at the end of the day, you are a son. You are a daughter. And a part of being a son and a part of being a daughter is being obedient unto God. So you have to solidify within yourself that if God did not tell me to build, to touch, to develop, to cultivate, this certain thing or that certain thing or to help out on this project. If God didn't tell me to do it, then I'm not going to do it. It's not about being hyper religious. It's about me being obedient. Okay. 
So, like I said before, I've learned in dealing with apostolic people that they also tend to build um, from some soul issues. <laughs> and so I kind of want to talk about some of those three soul issues so that if you find yourself building from that place, maybe you can uh, do some things to correct it and to get back into the position and to get back in alignment to what God actually wants you to do. So a lot of apostolic people build from a place of vanity. They want people to see their gifts and their talents, which is really a rejection issue. <laughs> so you build it from a rejected place. So now I need to assess and look at, wait a minute, I think I'm just building this because I want to be seen and not because God told me to do it. If I find myself in that, I need to go back and I really need to partner with God to come to the understanding of my identity in him and that I don't have to do anything to show off in front of people. I don't have to do anything to be accepted by people because I've been accepted by him. And because I've been accepted and loved by him, then I do what he tells me to do because I've been accepted by him. The second thing that I see apostolic people building from is a place of hurt. Jeez Louise. It is so many structures, businesses, churches, organizations, nonprofits. It is so many things that have been built out of a place of wanting to get back at some. Oh, I'm going to show them. Oh, I'm going to show her you're building from a hurt place. And that's why you're frustrated. You're not building from a place of God telling you to do it. So you do not have God's peace in it. You do not have God's provision in it. And that's why you're frustrated because you're building from a hurt place. So we got to deal with some healing. The Bible says that the Lord will mend the brokenhearted. I've got to I've got to get with God and get healed. All right. The third place I see a lot of apostolic uh, uh, people building from is from a place of uh, identity. And what I mean by that is their works uh, help them to identify who they are. And that is not OK. <laughs> you are not what you do. Whew, say that one more time. You are not what you do. And that is why, again, you are finding yourself frustrated in building because I'm not building this because God told me to do it. I'm building it because it helps my self-esteem. It helps me uh, to feel important. It helps me to come to the understanding of who I am. <laughs> I'm laughing because I've been there. I'm not laughing because I'm belittling anybody that may be going through this right now. I'm literally laughing because I understand. I understand you have got to remind yourself that again, I am a son. I am a daughter to God and my works do not define me. They do not define me. All right, let's end on a, on a little bit of a lighter note. Let's end on a lighter note, okay? So, um, the last thing I want to say 
to help um, avoid becoming apostolically frustrated, to avoid getting to that place where I no longer want to do what God has called me to do. I want to encourage you to continue to delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord will help you to avoid frustration. The Bible says in Psalms 37 and 4, and we love this scripture as well. I feel like on this podcast episode that I am <laughs> like unraveling some of the church's favorite scriptures and actually helping us to come to the true understanding of them. <laughs> but Psalms 37 and 4 says this. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And when we hear that and the way that it's taught in the pulpit is that if you delight in God, then he will give you what you want. But that's not true because I know a lot of people who delight themselves in the Lord and they'll never get some of the things that they want. Not because those things are bad, but because those things are not in the will of God for their life. So that means that that scripture can't be true. So what the scripture is actually saying is this. If you delight yourself in the Lord. I will give your heart what to desire. In other words, if you delight yourself in the Lord, I will tell your heart what to want. So what does that mean in regards to avoiding becoming apostolically frustrated? It means this. If I remember to keep my relationship with God, enjoying my relationship with God at the forefront of everything that I do, as a byproduct of that, he will then tell my heart what to want. He will then give me that desire to want to build the things that he wants me to build. And because I now have the desire to build the things that he wants me to build, that means now I'm in a place where I'm only building what he's called me to build. And if I'm building what he's called me to build, that means that I have the provision from God on what I need in order to get it done, which means, you guessed it, I don't find myself frustrated. <laughs> now, I will end with saying this. I am in by no means saying that even in building what God wants you to build, that you won't find yourself uh going through hardships, going through hard times. Uh, I'm not saying that it is always going to be enjoyable, but what I will say is that as long as you are building what God has called you to build, he will always give you the ability to get it done. Y'all just breathe, just breathe. I feel like this was a really good conversation. I'm very excited and honored again uh, that Brian will let me on this platform. Uh, listen, I can't wait. Hopefully he invites me back <laughs> to come back and talk to y'all. I love y'all. I am praying for you and with you. You got this. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again. What a great episode that we have today. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have. Listen, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe. With content like this, what are you waiting for, right? Listen, follow me and stay connected with me on all social media platforms at Brian 
D. Kearney. That's Brian D. Kearney on Facebook. It's B. Kearney underscore on Instagram. And it's B. Kearney underscore on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe. Have a great day.